Segway. Welcome to another episode of my podcast about underrated music. Um, this is another episode, because I've done one already, and I've got another one in the works where I introduce, well, it's not really an introduction. I kind of, yeah, it, broadly speaking, I introduce a friend to music they don't listen to, and they introduce me to music I don't listen to. I think that's a fair characterization of what we're doing. And this time, I'm joined by my friend, Niall, who I will allow to introduce himself to whatever extent he wishes. Niall, over to you. Hello, uh, I'm I'm Niall, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, this episode... So, you, I said introduce you to music you don't listen to, but you already know the blues. The point of this is that you don't like the blues, and I'm... I, I, I think uh, yeah. I tried to pick some songs that I think, might I, be better at persuading you to like it a bit more. I don't know. I, I I feel like I have a bit of an uphill struggle. Whereas you chose EDM songs for me, electronic dance music. Yes. 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 So which which I'm which coming to it, I was trying to pick a genre that I actually listen to as opposed to artists was the first struggle I came up with because I can't. I wouldn't say that I'd stick to the genre. To genres nowadays, mm-hmm. but and I figured, I figured that was something you wouldn't listen. To. Yeah, yeah, and you you were making me listen to Twelve Bar Blues. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I already know that you hate Twelve Bar Blues. Um, you I, don't don't hate, hate you, I don't hate it. I don't. You don't respect. I, I, I don't it. hate. I don't. Hate. No, I respect. I don't. It's the aubergine of music. Wait, whoa, 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 like, whoa, 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 whoa! I want to stop you right there because aubergine is an S tier. It's a top tier vegetable. Right? No. Oh, this is well. This is this is the whole this is the whole thing here. <laughs> this is like okay. In my opinion, aubergine as an ingredient is horrific unless it is prepared correctly. That's that's the that's the situation okay. I'm coming. From. I, 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 and I've had a lot. I've had I've had a lot of bad aubergines over the right, years. Right. Okay. That's that's what that's what it's, that's what it comes yeah, down yeah. to. You're not completely wrong because like an undercooked aubergine is just like this weird, chewy, horrible, flavorless. It's it's like it's like eating damp paper. I don't know how else to describe it. You are right. Like, or it can be a bit. And, and like, that, and yeah. That's okay. Quite, I get you. I get you now. Okay. That's and that's quite a nice segue into Twelve Bar Blues. Like that's that's <laughs> okay. that's the that's the essence of it. But you know what? I, I'm gonna <laughs> what I'm gonna start us with is I would like you to tell me, tell my audience what what you think I don't like about EDM because you're right. I don't listen to it, and I don't particularly like. I don't know much about it, but when I hear it, I'm like. Mm. And I'm going to try to tell the audience what I think you don't like about the Twelve Bar Blues. Is that is that a fair deal? Okay. So it's like a little. So so, so it, it, it's sort of like when you when you see a counselor and they pick out what's going on in your brain, and then you go, "Oh shit, yeah, that is it." Yeah. But except neither of us are trained <laughs> to do this, nor have we ever had this discussion <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's just it's just a curious okay. little exercise. What you don't like about EDM is the lack of, I would say, traditional rhythmic or melodic complexity. Would that be a fair summation? I think yes, yeah, yeah. I think that is a fair. It's not. It's not necessarily all of it, but I think it's that's pretty much ninety percent of what I would probably say it as. That like, yeah. 
It's like from an immediate kind of reaction as well. I listen to it and I feel like, oh, it's quite, it feels quite repetitive or it feels quite one dimensional. And it, yeah, that complexity thing, like, I, I, I don't like repetitive things very much. Like, if there's a three minute song that has like three different sections、mm-hmm. and it changes a lot, I'm like, yeah, yeah. The, the sections almost don't need to be very good and I'll still be interested.、Um, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and well, prog. Okay, well, <laughs> the prime example. But the sections are always brilliant in pro- progressive rock. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll put that aside for now. I feel like that's another aubergine. <laughs> I don't want to bring up aubergines again, but I, I feel like that's what it is.、Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you're right. And it feels quite repetitive. So, it's not even necessarily like I do prefer like live instruments most of the time, but not invariably. Like, there、mm-hmm. is some. There is some like more electronic music I listen to, but it's not like EDM. It might be like a soundtrack、mm-hmm. or like that kind of thing. So EDM is、mm-hmm. just like it's not something I hate. It's just not really on my radar. So I, I'd say you got that pretty accurate. And, and, but I think, I think the, the reason you view it that way is because the, the whole premise of EDM generally is that it's something to dance to, it's something. Where you are connecting lots of different songs together、mm-hmm. as opposed to a self contained piece of music. Yes. Like、yeah. if you, you listen to most EDM pieces, they've got, and well, we were, there was that piece that I sent you, tried to send to you, and you, it was the, the, the club version or whatever, where you've got a long intro and a long outro that's sort of building up and building down so that they can be layered into each other. Yeah. So, I think when I, when I listen to dance music, I'm not listening to actually just one song. I'm listening to a progression of songs, and that's where the complexity yes, yeah, yeah. comes yeah, in. Yeah, so I, yeah. I totally do get that there are things there that I don't, because it's,、like, it's almost like more of an immediate reaction. There. I, I do get that there are things there that I don't usually appreciate. But before we get into that too much, I'm going to try、mm. to say what I think you don't like about 12 Bar Blues. And I don't think it's, I think it's something that's relatively similar to that in a way. Like 12 Bar Blues is repetitive. And it's kind of, you could generally sum it up by saying it's a bit unimaginative because every song is just like, dun, 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 dun. And then, oh, where's it going to go? Where's it? Oh, it goes to the fourth chord. Oh, where's it going to go? Oh, it went back to the root chord. Where's it going to go now? It's gone to the fifth chord. And like, yeah, we know that. We know it's going to do that. And it's been doing that for like a hundred years. <laughs> And, and the、yeah. songs just do it over and over again.、Um, yeah. So, and I think my guess is that it's also probably, it's not just the chords, it's probably also that rhythm, like that very don't, like really swung don't, don't, don't. It's probably, my, my guess is that there's something of a visceral reaction from you, a visceral reaction, where you're kind I, of like, oh my God, it's this bloody thing again. I, th- I, I think that's what it is. And I think, I think when I was talking,、uh, to, to return to the aubergine metaphor, <laughs> when I was talking,、uh, t- talking earlier about it not, it not being done right,、mm-hmm. then it not being a pleasant experience, I think, like, I don't hate 12 bar blues. I hate it when it's not done well. Yeah, yeah. Like, w- one, one of the songs, <laughs> again, it's, Of the songs you've sent me, there's one that I, I just I can't stand.、That's、um, great, great. I, I can't wait until we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> there's one I just can't stand. There's, there's one that is just I find me,、mm-hmm. and then the end's pretty good. And then there's one where it's, it's the other way around. I, I quite enjoy it first, and then it, it tapers off. And I, it, I think it, I can guess which one's which. 
Um, you probably you probably can you probably can and I think I think I think it's because it's that I know I yeah you I think you're right you you know what's coming and a lot of music is about that tension and that release and obviously the thing about 12 hour release songs is, is usually I like the first progression mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay I've heard the song now <laughs> like the the the, the because I and, and there might be yeah some minor variation throughout the song, but like yeah, yeah. I know I know what the bass and the drums and the rhythm guitar are going to be doing or the piano for the rest of the song now. Yeah, yeah. So, so it almost yeah, that's that's what it is. That's yeah, what yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things. Like, I, 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 I don't think I, I don't think, think I don't think you're wrong either to think that. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't really disagree. I can't disagree because anyone who has ears. Can you know pretty much thinks that about the blues to some extent, right? I mean, and 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 I think I, I think I think, and the reason I chose EDM because is because I think your dis not your dislike but your your lack of engagement with it is is pretty much the same. Yes, I think it is thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. the same thing. Whereas obviously you, you, you're then oh it's got a bit more like rhythmic or melodic complexity in it. And that's what keeps you entertained in it. Whereas, whereas for me, the, the the tonality, the instrumentation, is different within the EDM. So that I I can put up with the re- repetitiveness because yes, I yeah. I know when I get to the next song, it's at least going to viscerally feel different, despite right, the yeah, fact yeah. it's. And I think that that's why. I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get it. It's- I'm just, peering out there at the end of that comment just going yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you know because I, I, I did the reason I kind of wanted us to do this exercise I kind of suspected that we had the similar similar problems but with the other opposite genres I thought that would be the case but I think we should just go into the songs themselves and can I can I cheat and can we start with one of my songs yeah 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 of course, can, can we- but 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 you you can start if you, if you can tell it Tell me, is it the one I hated? Right. Is it the one I was like, eh? Or is it the one that I, w- I was okay with? Yeah, okay, so I am going to start with the one that I think you hate. And I think it's the Rory Gallagher one. I think it's Calling Card by Rory Gallagher. No. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. No, that's, 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 the, that's the one I'm... Uh, You're a bit... Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. So we, we're gonna, I want to start specifically with the one you hate. Um, uh, so is the it Beatles. The, is it the Beatles? Okay, I was, that was my next guess. It's the Beatles. Okay, and right. So I want to clear. I want to clear the air a bit first. My podcast is usually about underrated music, and to choose a Beatles song is obviously <laughs> the stupidest thing to do for an album about underrated music. But I kind of chose it because I was trying to find a blues song that was a little bit different and a bit more. I don't know. It's well, we'll get into it. You clearly don't like it, but it feels like it's a bit different it's... to a normal blues song. But I, I was trying to choose something better out there. Yeah. I think it it is. Sorry, sorry. I should name the song. I should. I should. I should say the song is called "Your Blues," uh, and it's a John Lennon song, and it's off of the White Album. I think. I think. I think. I think my issue with this is it tried to do something different, retained the essence of blues, but then not done something good with it. It's. It's sort of. They're all better musicians than that. He's a better singer than that. Mm-hmm. They've just sort of shit the bed. 
would be the only way I'd, I'd okay, describe yeah. it. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, wait. Let's 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 do it bit by bit. They're better musicians than that. I mean, they're not. They're not. They were never the most like technically proficient people. So it's quite a sloppy. No. It's a sloppy song, isn't it? Yeah, it's slop. It is very, very sloppy. It's 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 garage band. Like, and this this it's off the White Album. Mm-hmm. So by that point, you would. They've, you they've would got expect- no excuse. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> we're not we're not we're not talking like early album here we're t- we're talking a long way into their mu- musical career yeah, yeah lots of experience lots of different instrumentation styles techniques that they had at their disposal yeah, yeah. and they've chosen to it's a filler song it's a shitty filler song <laughs> is what it is like like maybe another artist it would be it would be you know up there in mm-hmm. their like top top five songs on the album. This is and plus this was a what wasn't the white album like four four sides long or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's like what well, yeah, it's a double album. So it it's like is it a hundred minutes? It's stupidly long. It's very long. And uh, and obviously in it within that period, like I don't there are very few albums where someone's successfully Created a hundred minutes of good music. Oh yeah, so I want to get out. I want to get out of the way now that like double album should probably not be a thing because <laughs> like they're, they're never I, actually worth it. Like usually, just take the good half and get rid of the other. half. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally agree. And I do think, I do, I do think the same thing about the white album. Like maybe a little bit more than half of it is good, but there's still a lot in there that I'm like, eh, uh, did the world? Did we really need that? Did we need that? I don't think we did need that. Um, and then there's and and the best part is you've you've got like didn't Hey Jude come for the White Album sessions? Um, potentially, got, but it was a single and it wasn't on any of the albums, and it was probably released a year well, after. But it could have been. So like, why 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 is this made it onto the album, and Hey Jude isn't on anywhere? That, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like some. A lot of the they did have quite a few songs that were released as singles that didn't go on any of any of their albums. So I don't know how they made that decision, but it was a bit more common with British bands, I think, to release a single that never went on an album. Whereas American bands usually had their singles on an album. So I, I don't know how they. Well, I did. I I didn't know that. That's, no, that's, that's it's a fair comment me. though. It's a fair comment though. Cause... This is me. This is me. This is me presuming that that's always been. Uh, it's always been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know. Um. Yeah, so I, d- I, mean, I didn't. I just don't get it. Like, yes. I don't get why why that song is on the album. Like that. That so I, I, to I, me, to me is a, is is like a, a little jam session gone wrong. Right. Right. Okay. That's. I know. I, I think that's. I. Yeah. I mean, I totally disagree, but I totally get it at the same time. Um, I think so. At this period, and in fact, all the time, like the Beatles were always like. They always do kind of like pastiches or satires of different genres and they kind of mess around a bit. And I think to some extent that's what they're doing. And John is just kind of like dialing it all up to 11. That's why the lyrics, this is the vibe I get. I've never read what the song, like where the idea came from, but I always get the vibe that he's Mm. like, we'll do a bit of a blue song and we'll make it really like down and dirty. Because that kind of like Led Zeppelin had already released their debut album. So, you know, that, that sound was getting a bit bigger and I feel like, you know, they're always, if not already, like at the forefront, like trying to keep up with other people as well in like as many different spheres as possible. So I kind of feel like they were like, let's let's do like that kind of thing. Let's do something as heavily as, as Led Zeppelin, that kind of heavy blues. 
But John, like, dialed the lyrics up to 11. That's why he's, like, singing about, like, being lonely and wanting to die and kill himself. It's, like, really, like, quite morbid lyrics for the Beatles especially. Um, mm. And he's just, like, absolutely screaming it out. Like, he's, he doesn't have, like, the vocal chops of, like, Robert Plant. But he sounds like, to me, I think he sounds great on it. I, I genuinely do. I, I like it when John Lennon screams like that, because I think he's, uh, he like I don't like screaming stuff usually, or I don't know, I don't like screamo metal, for example, but I think John Lennon had a great voice for it, because it sounds, it genuinely sounds really raw to me, and I think he he puts a lot of emotion no, into it that I really... And I, I, I completely agree with that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love Helter Skelter. Like, well, that's, that's Paul, a, I that's love Paul, that though, that one. Oh, okay. Well, then, then, then but I, I, you see, I'm the other way around. I think Helter Skelter is actually not that great. I don't know why people love it so much. It feels a bit. It feels actually quite flat to me. I don't know. It's just a Paul thing. I don't. Paul always sounds. I don't know. But it's kind of immaterial. They're very similar songs. They're both on the same album, and I feel like Mm. they were probably both trying to do the same thing of being like, let's try to be as heavy as what everyone else is now being. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, Yeah. It was. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Because it's 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 it wasn't it was something new and wasn't in the repertoire repertoire yeah or and it wasn't something that, that fitted with their their traditional aesthetic but then again they they shifted a lot yeah yeah but I don't know I think I think again for me it's 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 that tying it back into the twelve bar blues that oh, I don't know it just there's just something about it that, that rattles me. Especially when you've got you've got better songs using the same structure, it just yes, yeah, I get you, I get you. I think it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like blues, especially, is probably like of all the genres, it's most tied to like the performance. Like mm. it's really like so much about is like the energy into the performance. And if you're not vibing with the energy of a song, that's kind of it. It fails. Like it just fails. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and like, I. I completely agree with you on that point, and I, I just don't think that I could connect into that one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I totally get you. I think is it, it is. It is a bit of a pastiche. It's like not a full like satire. It's not like a parody, but it's kind of on the border. And I think that mm. it doesn't. In a way, it's like I mean, it's John Lennon, so he is kind of mopey. So it, it probably, in a way, is a genuine expression of how he felt or whatever. But it's also not very genuine. It's on that weird borderline, and I think it's yeah. it's like Justin Bieber doing the blues. Like that's that's what it, that's what it felt like to me. Right, I don't think like that's that entirely whole... fair. I think John John's a bit more like uh, authentically angsty than maybe Justin Bieber. No, no. But yeah, no, I, I get you. I do get you. And it is it is as I say, like it feels like pastiche to me, and I kind of think it's fun. But I totally get you. It is, and it is just yeah, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Really, he does just shout the same lyrics over and over again, and the guitar playing isn't. It's not. It's not like the other two songs that I put on this list where the guitar playing is a bit more. It's very like. And that's and, and that's why that that's why I prefer the other two songs because you, there's something a bit more to them. There's the, there's there's more there's less noise. Less I don't know. It it, it feels like that that obviously they know they know what they're doing with the blues, mm-hmm. but it just didn't feel like anything else properly properly fit into that. If if it did feel like an experiment. Yeah, yeah, I totally get you. Okay, so I'm just going to finish the note. Like the, my finishing note on this song is that the Beatles obviously did like tons of different genres and different styles and had different mm-hmm. sounds. And I think sometimes that people, I think the common like critical perception is that they were always 
like really successful at it. And I actually totally disagree. I think they were always quite good at it. And it, that is like, it's quite impressive in and of itself to be able to, even if you don't like your blues, it's quite impressive for like anyone to have that and something like Penny Lane in their repertoire. But I don't think they, like they were not, they didn't excel at every single genre they did. I think that's just claiming a bit too much. Yeah, no, no, and I completely agree with that. I think people can just be a bit, like, I mean, I love the Beatles, they're great, but I think people can be a little bit ridiculous with the praise for them. Like they weren't the best blues band. They weren't the best hard rock band. They weren't the best psychedelic band. They were very, very, they were very good at like a bunch of different styles, but I think there's actually a few clunkers in their discography, like quite a lot, of dis- more than people would sometimes be willing to admit. The, the thing is, if, if, you, if you have a band like The Beatles where they've recorded so many albums, there's going to be bad songs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like any artist. And then obviously we, we've got the case of well, however many years since mm-hmm. yeah, yeah where we've we've got so we're looking at this retrospectively now as well so comparative to what's been done since as well it sort of highlights any not errors but yeah yeah shortcomings you, you know what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say no I totally, yeah. I totally get you yeah. I, th- I, th- I think yeah so my kind of ending note to the Beatles is sometimes like, I, I, I love I love them I think this is a great song but I do think let's let's take them off the pedestal a little bit. <laughs> let's let's take I, them off I, that pedestal I, just a little bit. <laughs> I, I I completely agree with that. I think I think I think the fantastic band, a lot of really good songs, but the, there's a lot of stuff that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna let you choose the EDM song you want to choose to to go next. I'm gonna go with uh, Feel because that's sort of the one that started me through the process of listening to a bit more of it. Right, okay. By Mamma Oran. Um, am yeah. I talking about it? Are you talking? Uh, well, okay. either. Like, I'm trying to think of what my... Well, 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 I, I, I think I, I had... I, to, I just want to get it. I think I had f- fewer... I think I had fewer thoughts on this one than I did on the other two. But I do remember this one. Okay. So I remember, I remember, can I just briefly say, I was surprised because two of the songs had like a sexy sax solo in them. Um, <laughs> and I think that this was one of them, wasn't Why it? Not? Yeah, it just kind of came as a bit of a surprise because I suddenly felt like I was in like careless whisper or something. And like, it's not a bad thing, but I was just like, whoa, whoa, what's this? But that's, that, that's what I was saying earlier. That's what I, I kind of like about this genre that, that there's, there's things that might happen that you're just not, expecting and they come a bit out of left field and yeah like, yeah and and maybe that's to do with my my personal lack of familiarity i've only really started listening to ddm in the past i'd say, say four years to be honest it's been since i moved out here i, I moved out to Dubai because there's sunshine all the time you sort of i don't know you sort of think oh i should possibly live be listening to slightly more jo- jolly music when i'm driving around right yeah, whereas yeah. you know when you're back in the uk like <laughs> listening to radiohead <laughs> like in the middle of Jan- middle of January makes perfect sense, but yeah, out yeah. here, it it just doesn't quite fit. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I get that. I do get that. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so this this one, it felt like maybe a bit more of a, a normal quote unquote song because it had like the vocals. That, okay. To, to me, it felt, and that, that's not necessarily a pejorative to the other two because I actually think I preferred the other two. Um, hmm. But it felt a bit but more think, like I a normal it- song structure wise, didn't it? To me. Did you listen to the radio? Did you listen to the radio edit? 
uh, for this one. Yeah, I only have the radio yeah. edit. I couldn't find the non-radio edit. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's what the, the when I was trying to send that out, it was because there is there is a bit of a difference between the radio edit and the non-radio edit in that you you've got you've got that longer intro, longer outro mm-hmm. that you typically find, and the radio edit does feel a bit more strong traditional song structure but that's because of where it's been cut yes yeah yeah i get that yeah but i guess i'm trying to think so like generally i guess my issue sometimes with edm is that i, I know it's dance music but mm. for, for like dancey music i prefer like funky music and edm's in a weird okay. place where it's not it's not funky but it's also not not funky do you know what i mean there is something to it which is it has a beat and it has like a lift, but it's not got that syncopated funk. So if I want something dancey, I tend to think like, yeah, like some like like Wolfpack. I love Wolfpack. I think they're great. Okay. And I think they've been to the UK. I think have they toured in the UK? I don't know. And they're probably not going to for a while because you know COVID. And they're they're like I, I'm not really interested usually in live music, but I would definitely go see those guys. I think they're brilliant and they are funky as hell. So that's kind of like, and I think it's it's a preconception, isn't it? It's like a preconceived bias that like. I think like dancey music, I think funky. So if I listen to dance me dancey music that isn't funky, I'm almost like, wait a minute. And where's I the, think, where's the funk? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's the funk? <laughs> um But I think like definitely listening to these and we'll probably get to onto one especially one of the other tracks that we'll get onto later. It definitely like mm-hmm. made me more appreciative of non-funky dance music. And I would say the biggest difference between like a lot of electronic music and EDM and like, let's say a tradition, like a different type of like live guitar or live band dancey music is that EDM uses like it's sound because it becomes like a physical thing. Hmm. You, like, okay. like the bass and the beat isn't, it's not like it's a beat that you can like f- hear the snare and you feel it a bit. It's like this physical thing, which is like throb, throb. Do you know what I mean? It becomes this like really visceral, physical, like, it's not just the music, it's the sounds and the way it's all coming out. It's, it's almost like this different abstract thing. And I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. It's like, it's really interesting. It's like, it, it could only be the product of like modern, more modern technological production techniques. It's, fu- it's, it's fuller. It's, it, there's, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of the range that isn't being utilized. So yeah, I know what you mean. You, you're listening to, you're listening to some acoustic music and obviously like what gives it, it's, it's feeling is that space between yes. the instruments and the environment. Whereas obviously they try, you know, with certain instruments, they try and replicate that, that feel yes, by yeah, yeah. adding effects in, but, but you haven't, there isn't an environment that it's bouncing around in until it comes out of the speaker. Yes. Really. Yeah. That's a good way to put it actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, when you're, when you're listening to tr- more traditional acoustic music, you've got, You've got like the the echo of the original room, and then you've got like the, the way echo the, in your room as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and also the way like a note decays. If you play like a note on a guitar, it doesn't just yeah. go like a note. Whereas you, that's what I, I guess what I'm saying is like the physicality of like this this track in particular, which is feel. It's it's there's like you, a, there's you, a physicality you know. to the beat. Like it, the beat hits you, and then it's like gone immediately, and then it hits you, and it's it feels like visceral. It's like a physical thing. But th- but that, that's that, and that, that's some something that the it depends on who, which which DJ, which producer you've got. Like that, the, the, they they're literally sat there going, right? How long do I want this note to be held for? Yes, and they yeah. program program that in, and and then that's 
you know, you might have one, someone who wants a more natural sound and so they'd program it in. And yeah, yeah. It, so it, there's, whilst there's, there's less maybe like music, mu- technical musicality, there's a lot more soundscaping yes. and yeah, involved yeah, in the process. That's a good way to put it. Um, and I think there's like there's like elect- electronic ambient music, which has a similar mindset, but obviously for a different purpose. Yeah. Um, and and I think that to me is usually like the initial barrier that I'm like musically, I'm like, oh, eh, do you know what I mean? And it takes me yeah, a I while d- to d- really appreciate that kind of. It's more of a like, it's not like an audiophile thing, but it's more of an audiophile thing in a way, isn't it? It's more about like sound design. I don't know. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. And if if I'm going, if I'm listening to EDM, I'm I'm going for a different experience. I'm not, yes. I'm not. It is something that I'm going for. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to the lyrics. I'm not going to listen to how technically proficient someone is. I'm, I'm going in for an an, an experience. I'm going in for that feeling. Like I listen to this when I'm I'm driving or I'm exercising or when yeah, yeah. when I'm just like getting ready for something. It's sort of. I don't know. It, so, it, like, when you're getting dressed in the morning, you're like throwing shapes, listening to EDM, and like getting your suit on. I'm not not on weekdays. I, <laughs> it, it's 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 something I can't do in a week. But at the weekend, I'll stick stick it on in the background while I'm like cooking breakfast or yes, yeah. something like that, just to like. Because again, you, you like you say that visceral feeling. You like you feel like you've got to move. It's yeah, because yeah. I, I was listening. I was listening listening to it, was it this morning when I went for a bit of a walk? Um and you definitely feel it more when you're walking, especially if, if you're if you manage to like get it perfectly in time with your walking. When you synchronize yourself. Yes. And I have to say, like back back to what I was saying about like how I love like funky music, like Superstition by Stevie Wonder is the perfect BPM that I walk at. And it's the only song I found where I don't even need to think. Like it's not like some songs are just a little bit out of it and you need to like sync it and then it feels cool. Yeah. But superstition is just for some reason like my leg length, it works perfectly. And it just there is no there's almost no cooler song to, to be in sync with. <laughs> but general as a general yeah, thing, the, the physicality of like the, EDM really like it brings it home compared to like funk, which is a different experience, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah, and I, I love funk. Like I, I, I do, I do love a bit of funk music. But again, I feel like not that I have to. I'd have to focus on funk to enjoy it. Yeah, but it's it's. I don't know how to describe it. I know. I, yeah, I, you just you just feel feel it like you were saying. You just feel the rhythm. You get and you get on with what you're doing when mm-hmm. you listen to EDM. Yeah, and I think it's I, not. I think I remember someone ages ago, I don't know, I think it was someone I knew at university, who said that, like, EDM just speaks to, like, the lizard part of your brain. Like, it's that, like, really, like, it's vi- that's why it's visceral. It's not like... Yeah. Yeah. You're not, like, thinking about it. Well, you can, I'm not saying you can't, but it's not like you're sitting there thinking about it going, hmm, yes, like, like you do, like, progressive rock, that's more of a cliche about that. But it's more like, this, it this just is- hits your, like, lizard, visceral brain, and you're like, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> This is literally the first time I've ever thought actively about EDM, mm-hmm. whereas the music I've been listening to it and thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. but that's because it 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 serves a different purpose. It's yeah, yeah. it's 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 functional music. It's, yeah, yeah. it's it's there to be danced to, to be moved to, as opposed as opposed to blues, which yeah you can dance to it, but it's it it serves another more arty sort of mm-hmm. higher purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And on that note, let's move on to the next blue song. So I incorrectly thought that you disliked the Rory Gallagher one the most. And I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't the one you disliked, but you said, oh, sorry, I, don't, I can't guess anymore because you actually told me that that was the one you were a bit indifferent to. So we won't spend tons yeah. of time on that. We won't spend tons of t- time on the uh, Rory Gallagher one. I do, Wait, sorry, I, I, I it's do Rory want... Gallagher. I always forget to do this. It's Rory Gallagher calling card off of the album Calling Card. Is that right? Yes, it is. Well, the rain ain't fussy about where it lands. It'll find you hiding no matter where you stand. Um, I... Okay. I was... List- I was... I had it on in the car while I was driving. And there's a bit in the middle of it where I felt like I was waiting to be connected to a call center. Is it the piano that solo? Was, it was probably around the piano solo. It must period. be the piano like, solo, yeah. I'd, I, I th- and I think, I think that, like, the first, again, the first, first couple of progressions, I'm like, yeah, this is all right. It's not bad. And then it's like, right, I know what's going on now. Yeah. And then... The, the the only bit it picks up at the end again is is the is is the solo mm-hmm. at the end well well not at the solo I obviously I like the the bit of call and response throughout it I don't know I like I've heard a few Rory Gallagher songs before like you've sent me a few bits and pieces over the years like I don't feel like that song he was utilizing his range I don't think feel like he was I don't I, know. I, no, I, I, get you, I get you. He's a better songwriter than that song, isn't he? Because he's got some songs yeah. which are actually like a bit folksy or a, like it's a blues song, but there's a bit more songwriting around it. This one feels a little bit more. It's not technically quite a 12 bar blues. It's, I think it's the same with all three of the ones on my list. They're like yeah. slightly different in some way. But I get it. it it's very much. It's almost like you've feel, got like. Feel- it's almost like blues by numbers. Like you just paint the. You know, you're paint, you're coloring in. You've got like a little coloring book, and as long as you keep within the lines, you're technically. I, I totally get that. Um, and I was just going to say I, the note on the piano solo. I think, like for me as well, like I I think piano is a great instrument, but piano like solos in blues always like turn me off a bit as well. It just it just doesn't work. Like for, in other genres, it works, but in blues, for some reason, it just all sounds the same. And maybe it's because I'm not a pianist. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I I definitely agree with you on that point. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like I say, the end of the song, the last minute, mm-hmm. where he's 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 starting to show his chops off a bit. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, if 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 we could if we could have had, and it's because he's expressing himself. Whereas the first three and a half four minutes, I don't feel like he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing himself justice. It just it it doesn't he doesn't get into the swing of it. Like obviously, there's a, yeah, he's, you can tell he's got talent. Yeah, yeah. But he's ju- he's just within that little bubble. I, of I, I get you. What's acceptable? Yeah, yeah. I, I get you. So let me. I, I've agreed with you to some extent, and then I'll, I'll say exactly what I think. So, firstly, for context, the song is like five and a half minutes long. So for people, it's like what thirty seconds less than Bohemian Rhapsody. And when you put it in that kind of context, you're like, God damn it, Rory. <laughs> like, what? You know, you 30 seconds less than Bohemian Rhapsody and you didn't do a lot with it. Um, so what I was saying, I, I think is true. Like from a songwriting perspective, I do think it's like, you know, he's a guitarist. He's not primarily a songwriter. I think he can write some good songs, but he's not usually there. Um, 
But I, I like the guitar playing all the way through, and it's all an enjoyable experience for me. The piano, I do slightly nod off, but... Um, no, it, no I, the, the, the guitar playing is the best bit about that song. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird. And the thing about the blues is, and it, it's weird that like all blues guitar solos are kind of the same, but each person has their own spin on it. It's a weird thing, isn't it? It's in the same way that like all cider tastes the same, but once you've had a bit more cider, you're like, whoa, yeah, I like this one and I prefer this about this. And you, it's like anything, you start to be able to differentiate through listening. And to me, because I, I listen to a lot of like guitar music and I play guitar, I can't help but just be like, oh yeah, I really like the way he did that bend at like one minute 45 or something like that. And it's just like, it's a, it's a weird way of listening to music, isn't it? When it comes to it, you're like, you start like, and it must be the same for people who play piano or who like, who are really into like EDM production. You must like start to appreciate things differently by just being like, oh yeah, like listen to the way this, this producers produced, you know, that snare sound. And you're like, what? <laughs> if you don't know to listen for it, you'd just be like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's it, yeah. It's I know I I I completely agree with what you're saying there, and it is yeah. The song the song itself there's there's nothing brilliant about it, and then you've got his guitar playing, which is the redeeming feature. That's what that's what for me. That's why I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. I think if it I think if it had been a less accomplished musician, I'd have just been like, yeah, 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 yeah. But his 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 capabilities brought it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. I totally get you. So I won't spend too long on this song, but I, I think to sum it up, like Rory Gallagher is like one of these, he had like a little bit of like proper commercial success in the early seventies. But after that, he was just like constantly touring. I mean like constantly touring. Um, and his albums, like they did all right enough to make a living, but he was never super rich and he was really just all about playing live. So this is the kind of song that if he was playing it live, He'd have the first it would bit, be completely different. and it would it would just go on forever. Like these guitar, this guitar playing, and they would bring it up and down, and they'd speed it up or whatever, uh, and it really becomes all about like his guitar playing. And I think he's a great guitar player. It's like as you say, like he's really e- expressive. Um, whereas as a lyricist, he's a bit like the lyrics don't mean anything. They don't do anything. They just kind of meh. Um, so and yeah. I think uh, I'm I'm never I'm never really. I'm never really bothered about lyrics and songs, really. Like, yeah. unless something hits particularly hard, I, I always sort of view vocals as another instrument. Yeah, yeah I, t- I tend to agree. Yeah. Unless something's either very, very good or very bad, I tend not to be bothered. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, these are the kind of lyrics that just don't do anything, which is fine. But um, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the next song, which is one of yours. Can we... Which one do you want to talk about? Um... We'll save the best to last. Well, what I thought my favorite for last. Oh, okay. So we'll do Takami. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Uh, I don't know, is the honest answer. <laughs> uh, by Sac Noel or Sac Noel. I'm not yeah. sure. Is he French? Noel? I don't know. Spanish. Spanish. Um, Just to mess with you. Off the album. Oh, no, it's not actually an album. It's a single. Okay, it's a single. Takami. And that, you get you, you get a lot of that with the um, EDM. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't need to release an album because it's like a different distribution model, I guess. Because you're not necessarily, I mean, you're not necessarily like creating albums to do well in the album charts. You're creating songs that are played live and remixed, and it's it's a totally different distribution model, isn't it? I guess. 
despite my audio complaint about the Beatles not putting their, their songs onto, <laughs> to, onto albums. So this song, I'm trying to... This, this, yeah, this is one of those songs where the repetition was more obvious to me, like, quite immediately, because it's like that one guitar lick all the way through. Mm. And I was just like, I don't, it, it, I don't know how I feel copy about and paste. this. Yeah, yeah, it, it just... I think because it was it was the first in the list, it was the first in the playlist, so it was the first one I listened to. And in a way, it feeds into all my preconceptions about EDM that I'm like, you get a you get like a sample and you repeat it a lot. And it's like when you come to it with preconceptions of like a normal traditional like pop song or rock song, there might be like a riff that you repeat, but then the verses are different, and then there's a chorus. I'm not saying this doesn't have changes and stuff throughout it, but. Like I'm just saying, like with my preconceived biases, I was that, like, that 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 was that was the one that I was I was thinking would would be the the song that would flare up those preconceptions yeah, 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 yeah. for you. And like, don't get me wrong, I listen to it more, and I definitely like I I don't love it, but you know the preconceptions do kind of melt away a bit because you know it's like anything you listen to it properly, and you're like, well, obviously it's not actually just the same thing repeated over and over again. Um, mm. But until you start listening for it. That's what it sounds like. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the, then you've just got you've just got to take you take it at face value. Like it's it's there, it's there for you to to listen to. And it's one of the things that's like what? How long is it? It's like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's it's it, it's one that usually ends. Oh, it's not even of, that. It's two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's one of those ones that usually ends up in like the middle of my playlist. Mm-hmm. So like. I, I say I was listening to the to these three songs. I would probably have that in the middle of 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 the three. I'd have feel first, mm-hmm. then that in the middle, and then the the other song. Right, and that because I view that almost as a bridge. Like the way I listen to it, like it they sort of yeah. I see the I songs see. build into each other. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, and that's something that you do. Like that's that I have to say. Like this is kind of different topic but like that's a great thing about something like spotify now you can easily make these playlists that are just like your own playlist um and the idea of like oh what is a classic album it doesn't really matter anymore because even like really great albums there's usually one or two songs where i'm like meh and i can just get rid of it and make a playlist that i like <laughs> it's great do you know what well, i mean yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah exactly exactly and, and and this is this is the whole this is the whole vibe that EDM's got going on. The, you know, it's the single. You get artists who've got like three songs that anyone listens to, and the rest of them are just stuff they're doing themselves mm-hmm. because those three songs have been put into different playlists and put together with different pieces of music. Like it, it, that model sort of feeds into the the style, and the style feeds into the model. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's natural, but. That, was that was that a, a paid promotion for Spotify there? <laughs> so was another, another one of your sponsors. <laughs> oh god, damn it! You found me out. Oh god, like, this guerrilla marketing is like <laughs> not, not going to work for you. Like, I, I, I wish, I wish I had a paid sponsor. But you know, Spotify. If you're listening and you thought that that was actually a good example of play, of paid promotion, you know, I'm here. Shout out Spotify. But yeah, honestly, um. I'm trying to remember, I, I think I remember this song a little bit less. Um, you know what? Just just wait a sec, and I'm just going to listen to it briefly. So, unfortunately, my Ableton is annoying, and I am incompetent. <laughs> so I cut off the end bit of the conversation about the last song. But that's fine because we're now going to move on to the next blue song, which is Fleetwood Mac, uh, a song called Black Magic Woman. Black Magic Woman. 
magic woman Yes, I got a black magic woman Got me so blind I can't see And the brief note for people is that later Fleetwood Mac, when they got famous, is different to early Fleetwood Mac, when they were less famous and they were a blues band. Most people, myself included, and I think you as well now, prefer later Fleetwood Mac. But early Fleetwood Mac has had a few good songs as well. Um, and this is one of them. And I believe it was your favourite of the blues songs. It, it, it was. So, shoot, what, what do you think about this song? Sorry, so to return to the incredibly insightful point that you... You didn't record. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is this is an example of musicians who know what they're doing. Don't go, I wouldn't say go over the top with it, and they just do it right, and it works within the structure. Like that. That's what I like about it. It's not. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's got their own style. He can sing <laughs> in that within that within that style and it, it just works even though even though it does have it has every cliche of 12 bar blues there it's it doesn't detract from the the song itself like like it, it yeah, just yeah. works yeah, yeah i i but then again i could i could i couldn't listen to it yes lots, yeah but like i i enjoy yeah, yeah, it's a cool it. song and it's yeah i don't think it's like an amazingly written song that I could listen to. I could I could never call it one of my favorite songs, for example. But I think it's cool. Like when I, when I do listen to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Some nice guitar playing, and I chose it as well because it's like, so it's technically not quite twelve bar blues again. It, like the, I I feel like the difference is small enough that it doesn't really matter. Like technically they do some of the order of the chords a bit differently, but it's basically the same. Um, I chose it because it's actually I think it's a good example of actually like songwriting in blues. It's not just, it's really, it's not just a straightforward 12 bar blues uh, in terms of like, I guess there's actually like a form to it. Like the, the rhythm picks up a bit. It feels like a song that someone has chosen to written in 12 bar blues rather than someone going, I'm going to do a blues. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what. And that's, and that's, and that's why it I works. So, yeah. they, they've, they've, that they're using it as a tool for the song rather than, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. And don't get me wrong, like early Fleetwood Mac do it a lot when they're just like, we're going to do a 12 bar blues. And like they have albums and albums worth of material where they're just like, we're going to do a 12 bar blues. Um, so like that's why I can't get super into them. And I don't think a lot of people can. But I have to say, Peter Green, who is kind of like one of the great like casualties of the 60s, like he didn't die, but um, he kind of had a similar story to like Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd and Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, where they like, you know, like had a mental breakdown and then just like didn't produce music for a long time. And he is a genuinely, I, I think he's a really tasty guitarist and it was a shame that he kind of disappeared from like, I don't know, 1970-ish and it just took him a while to get back to recording anything because his guitar playing is always really nice. Uh, and I think he's he's always been a like well-respected, well-respected guitar player. Um, I, th- I think as well, I think as well, if, you, if you're not a musician and you don't you don't play guitar or anything like that not doing too much and not doing too little and finding that that sweet spot is is what people respond to and i think on that song you haven't gone too far either way it's just just right just at the moment and it works within the song rather than being overbearing yeah yeah, i think that's a good point because if you think about like the guitar players that everyone likes that you know even like non-musicians casual listeners or whatever you want to call them 
still really like. It's like Brian May in Queen. It's always very melodic, very tasty. And in fact, like sometimes you don't hear any guitar until the guitar solo, and then it'll be this short melodic thing. And then I think like maybe Angus Young from ACDC, like they're just like short, tasty solos. I don't know who else is a really good example of someone who is really famous. And everyone like maybe Dave David Gilmore, it's Pink a- Floyd, like tasty solos. They're not shreddy. They're not in your face. It's it's that old playing playing to the playing for the song rather than playing for the sake yeah, yeah. of playing. And I think obviously, I there's there's plenty of guitarists out there that I I really like who are technically proficient and go overboard. Um, but they're not the ones that people broadly like. And I think, I think like it, the best guitarists can do both, and they know when there's a time to like really shred. Yes. Um. It's 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 like an, any musician finding that point where you should drop in and get involved as opposed to stepping back and letting yeah, yeah, yeah. the song play so, itself out. <laughs> on that note, I was um I was listening to some Victor Wooten earlier <laughs> and he is not an example of a musician who can do that in my like some people really love him but every time I I just I just it's too much. Like I listen to it and the bass player part of my brain is going like Oh my god, that is amazing! I wish I could play that, and then I have to kind of step out of it, and I say like, "That sounds really bad." <laughs> I mean, that sounds really, really quite bad. Um, and I don't know. I, I assume you agree. I, I think you've heard you say several things about Victor before. Yeah, and no, no, again, again, I, 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 res- I respect, I respect him as a musician. Like the man's got talent. The man's got capabilities that I couldn't even yeah, dream yeah. of. But. I I, w- I wouldn't want to sit and listen to his music for an extended yeah, yeah. period no, no. of time. And for people for people who don't know, like Victor Wooten is probably the most, uh, possibly the most technically accomplished bass player on the planet. I don't know. I mean, there, there's always someone. There's always like some kid in their bedroom who's insane as well. But Victor Wooten is he's up there. He's unbelievable. He can do all of it: slapping, popping, finger style, like tapping, and it's completely insane. Um, but it doesn't take long for me to be like, oh my, oh my God, like, just stop, <laughs> please stop. Um, and yeah, so back to this song. I don't, I don't get, I, like, Vic, like, sorry, Peter Green isn't a shreddy guitar player anyway, but it doesn't do him a disservice. It doesn't work against him because it's just tasty. It's just like cool, nice playing. What's the, what's the technical definition of tasty? The technical definition. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. it's obviously subjective. Well, what makes it, ta- what makes tasty? it tasty? It's usually MSG, I think, a little bit of MSG, some salt. Um, that's what I find, but you know, it, it is a subjective thing. No, I would. He, he's he's got a really nice tone. He doesn't overplay it, and it works within the context of the song. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's t- that's that 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 for me is the the sign of a good a good guitarist. If you can if you can do all your technical stuff, but actually it still works and it's still enjoyable within the framework of the song, then that's what makes you a good yeah, guitarist. Yeah, totally. Which is yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree. And there are some people like, like getting a bit off subject. Well, actually it's, it is kind of on topic because this person is a big, was a big fan of Peter Green and actually owned Peter Green's guitar for a while. Gary Moore, who is a brilliant like guitarist and he totally can do that. Play for the song. Well, he's dead now, so he could, um, but he has this weird problem where he could not write a song. Like he, he almost, he has like maybe four good songs that he wrote himself in his career. Um, and the guitar player, he'll write like a terrible song and have really nice, tasteful guitar playing. And you're like, it's this weird middle ground where he's playing for the song, but the song is a bad song. Um, 
And it's such a shame to see, because he's someone who can play Tasty and Shred, and he knows when to use it, but he just never wrote very many good songs. Um, and that's a real shame. What must... What were his songs like, uh, Colin Card? Uh, most, a lot of them were worse because Colin Card isn't a bad song. It's just kind of a, it's just a pretty nondescript song with some cool guitar playing. That was that was what I was imagining in my head. I'd, I'll have to go and listen to some Gary Moore now. No, Gary Moore's songs are usually like the lyrics are usually be- for me below the point where I'm like, yeah, that's actually bad. That actually detracts from the song. And his he's not a bad singer. But he sounds, he doesn't, yeah. You know when someone's technically a good singer, but they don't sound good? He's kind of in that ground for me. Anyway, I think we're on agreement on this Fleetwood Mac song, this uh, Black Magic Woman by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's the best song in the world, but of the three, it's, it's the one that I would probably choose to listen to and, you know, might make it into my huge sort of everyday background kind of Yeah, yeah. Or do you have like one master playlist that you just like have for things i ha- yeah i have like i have one just general playlist of like i've got like lots of little playlists for specific moods and then just one like like i just like stuff on my again shout out Spotify. <laughs> i um just like like stuff and just occasionally just stick that on shuffle right. yeah yeah that makes sense so I, I was going to say, I used to have like one. Do you not have a like? I was going to say, I used to have one that was like pretty massive, but I've not listened to it for a while. I originally put it together. It was like a running playlist because I, when I like did a half marathon and like hurt myself doing it because I'm so terrible. Um, it started for that originally. And then I just kind of like added stuff to it and it became like a general, like mostly pretty cheesy playlist, but it was just for like general listening. Um, but I've not listened to that for ages now. Yeah, I think I, I just like I say, I just like uh, I like like things, and I think yeah, that, I think I might or Black Magic Woman might it's, it's going to go on there yeah, probably. Yeah. Looking at mine, mine was mine was fifteen hours before I abandoned it, so it was anyway. Anyway, we're we're on to our final song now. Yes, this final song, which I said was my favorite of the EDM songs you sent to me. That which which surprises me. Okay, okay. Well, firstly, so I'll say what it is. It's called Bayana, which I think is pronounced correctly. From what I know, I looked it up a bit because I was interested in the sample. I think it's Portuguese, uh, Brazilian Portuguese. It's from like a Brazilian Portuguese band originally, I think. Um, And the artist is Bacamat or Bacamat. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm, I've always thought Baker Matt in my head. Yeah. That's my, my English brain. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so why we why were you surprised? Let let's get that out of the way first. Why did why were you surprised that this was my favourite of the three? <sighs> because I would say that this is the most traditionally loopy sampley one of the three. Yeah, okay. I would say I'd say I'd say I'd say that this was probably this is probably the least complex of the three, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I just I I wasn't expecting this to be your favorite. Yeah, okay, but that's that's fair enough. I I totally get where you're coming from. 
Uh, I'm just going to explain to you the, the kind of the journey I went through with this song. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a trek. It's a saga. <laughs> so I first listened to it and I thought, my, my first thought was like, wow, I, like, I really like the vocals on it. Like that, that sample of the Bayana bit. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, huh, I want to hear the original because I feel like it's probably going to be a lot cooler than this. I think at first I did have the reaction that you were expected to me. And then I listened to the original sample mm. And I was like, yeah, I, def- I definitely do prefer it to this EDM version. I was like, this is really cool. Like, it's a cool track. Um, it's like a vocal choir, I think they are. Um, and it's a cool mm. track in its own right. So I, at first I was, I think I did have the opinion that you kind of thought I would. And then when I looked it up and kind of listened to the original, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I like, you know, I do like the use of it in this track. It, this is what I thought, but I definitely prefer the original um and it kind of felt it confirmed my beliefs about edm that like people take samples from better songs basically like do you know what i mean um but then i obviously i listened to the playlist a bit more and i thought well you know I, you know i should probably actually listen to it properly and not just dismiss it because i also like the original um and i did i definitely do think like it is a cool and interesting use of it and actually listen, hearing the original and having an appreciation for where the sample came from was actually a really good path into actually liking this more because again, it has that, it's, it's not the same beat as the other songs, but it's that bounciness to it, which is different to what you hear in the original, where the sample comes from and that like bounciness, it, you know, it is, it's actually kind of, it is cool. Like it's not something I initially liked. Um, and there is like a simplicity to it which I think is what I originally was a bit put off by. But um, yeah, I definitely came to like it. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a cool sample that has been used well with like a cool bouncy rhythm. And, you know, in in a way there's nothing (laughs) much more sophisticated to it than that. Like I definitely came around to it. That's, I I think that's, that's a fair assessment. And I, I think that your, your initial reaction was why I was expecting this not to be your favorite in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I've actually gone and listened to the original sample myself because I've, I don't know, I've always considered this 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 to be a song in it, it, its its own right, and in the same way, I suppose you'd get you'd get, you know, cover covers. It's I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I no, I I, that. I get you. It's a totally different approach, but because I was like, I came to it knowing that it would come from a more, like more something I would be more inclined to like. I thought I'll definitely look it up. Um, then doing that actually kind of came around again to make me actually appreciate the way it was used in this because it is like a different product. You know what I mean? Like using it and changing it and adding to it turns it into something totally different. It's not just a cool sample that isn't used as well as the original. Do you know what I mean? And I had to kind of do that little journey to kind of come around to that. And I, th- I think that the the the, re- the reality is like the way you've talked about taking the sample and changing it is is almost a lot of the way that I view Twelve Bar Blues. Yes, like that, yeah, yeah. That progression is the sample that you're using from elsewhere. Um, and I think I think from my mind, my issue with the blues is that you've got that same sample being used over and over again. So yeah, I suppose in a, in a way, the fact yeah it's being taken from somewhere else 
does mean that yeah you know but then it's not always taken from somewhere else sometimes a lot a lot of edm nowadays it is organically created loops and samples yes. so yeah, yeah. i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think always, of an analogy it's almost like the analogy is almost like blues is like it's like being in a city where there are tons of different restaurants and they all serve fried chicken and everyone does fried chicken and at the end of the day fried chicken is fried chicken but everyone does it slightly differently and you might have your own favorite. And actually, if you like fried chicken, you're going to be quite happy having tons of fried chicken places around. True. Yes. That, that's kind of the analogy, isn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah. Then, and it's, and, and obviously, yeah, like your, your Fleetwood Mac, they've, they've seasoned it well. You've, you've got your, you know, your sides that you like, your mashed potatoes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why you appreciate the meal. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the Beatles have come along and been like, yeah, we're just going to do a really, like, greasy fried chicken. <laughs> we're going to just make it, like, you know, we're just going to haphazardly chuck it together. And sometimes, like, you might be like, well, I personally think, oh, that's a cool way of doing the blues. And maybe sometimes I like some shitty fried chicken. Um, I, do, when you're having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, like, I guess the the EDM you put in this playlist, it's almost like someone's gone around to like a bunch of different restaurants that are totally different and just like oh i'll steal the starter from there and i'll steal like a bit of the the main from there do you know what? this is a weird analogy i understand that this is a weird analogy no no, no <laughs> but you, I, I i completely agree with you you you're, you blues your your variation on a theme edm you're ta- you're taking traditional pieces and creating something out of it yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's that's kind of it. But it kind of when I was listening to this as well, it kind of got me thinking about something. That I it's very similar to this, but it's not EDM. But I do think it's brilliant, and I've thought it's brilliant for ages. Is um, Frontier Psychiatrist by um, the Avalanches? Okay, yeah. I mean Which that is very sample heavy. Yeah, I mean, is it a hundred percent sample? Is it? I'm not sure if it is. I feel like it might be. I feel like it's the kind of thing. There's the the majority will be samples, and there might be a drum beat or something, mm-hmm. or a bit of a, a, something to tie it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's. I mean, I've never actually listened to them beyond that. Maybe I should, but I always thought that song is just. It's kind of mind blowing in a way, like to my brain, because like I don't do music. Like when I play music or whatever, I don't do it in that kind of way. So every time I hear it, which is not very often, to be fair, I think like. Wow, <laughs> that's such a weird because it is so unconventional, but it is catchy. And it was like a top forty hit. Oh, was it? I don't know. It. I think it was in the UK anyway. Um, it did. Yeah, it charted. Um, but no, I, th- I think I think that's 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 the essence of EDM and electronic music. Is it's yeah, you are taking pieces, you're being creative with it. It's a lot more. The the technicality and the, the the skill a lot of the time is less to do with the traditional music theory and more to do with how you put things together, how how it works technically, how you're going to integrate different things together. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm I'm always going to still come to music with these kind of preconceptions. I definitely prefer, you know, you, we we prefer the music we prefer, but. Mm. There's kind of there's no you use. The, you also prefer the music you listen to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it, isn't it? Like you kind of 
it's not just it's like your upbringing it's what you're used to it's like getting into like a food or a drink like the first time i tried whiskey i hated it and now i can actually have like a little bit of whiskey and drink it and i actually like the taste of it and that's such a weird thing like to me as a 15 year old i would be like what (laughs) coffee 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 for me the same principle like but I just forced myself to try it a few times and you, you develop a taste for it and you start to appreciate the subtleties and the differences. And I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's what it all comes down to. There's one thing that I have to put my foot down very firmly and say, I will, I don't think, no, no, you know what? I need to say this unequivocally. I will never like tea. It's hot, herby water. I don't get it. It's weird. I don't hate it. I just don't get it. It makes no sense. I, I, I don't think I can carry on talking to you after that point. I think that I, th- I, th- I think that's that's a natural it's sort a of natural bre- break breaking point. That's a natural breaking point. Like I've been able to have a, a polite and civil discussion with you up until that point, but that that has that as an Englishman that has gotten to me, and 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 I I refuse to have a further conversation with you. You know what? Fair enough. Nonetheless, I will thank you for your time, and I think this is a good, good, productive conversation. I think it was uh, it was good having you on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>